What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the JC3 Show with your host, Trey Collis, in beautiful South Texas. We hope everyone had a fabulous holiday season. Hope everyone's going to have a great weekend. And if you are going back to work after a long, extensive break, especially school teachers and whoever the case may be, I feel sorry for you come Monday morning because that alarm alarm is going to hit you like a Tyson fight in the ninth round, night TKO, baby, because that's going to be horrible for y'all to wake up. But I'll be praying for y'all, and I hope that y'all have a fabulous uh, second year of school and whatever the case may be, and I hope 2020 is going to be the best for you this coming year. But I want to get into, since it is NFL Wild Card Weekend, I am going to give you my predictions of every NFL game that's going on this weekend and scores and everything else that's going on in the NFL. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it, and let's start with the Texans and Bills. I feel like every year the Texans and the Texans are in – the 3.30 slot on a Saturday where everyone's out doing something and they have no, they don't want any uh, audience to watch that game whatsoever every year because the Texans are so boring to watch, it seems like. But this year it's a different year because they have Deshaun Watson, uh, Hopkins, J.J. Watt is returning, give that energy vibe in uh, NRG Stadium with the Houston Texans. In that defense, which is already good on the back end, but now they're going to have a little bit of pass rush. I think J.J. Watt is going to bring some electricity in the atmosphere in at least the first quarter. But the Bills' defense is no laughing matter whatsoever. They're, in fact, they're in the top three in the, every defensive category almost to mankind in the NFL this year. So saying that, I think the Bills' defense is going to keep it close, but I do not trust Josh Allen for one second to be accurate, especially in Houston this year. Uh, especially in his first playoff game. So I have the Texans winning and Deshaun Watson having something to prove, and they're going to go on to the divisional round next weekend. But I have the Texans winning 31-17 in the pull-away game in the fourth quarter. Let's start, and then let's go to the nightcap with the Patriots and the Titans. I'm still in shock that the Patriots lost the Miami Dolphins last week to put them in this situation that they're in right now. And is this the end for Tom Brady at Foxborough? I will get into that probably a little bit later, but right now I want to give it to this game. Uh, I think Tom Brady, this might be his last game in Foxborough, and I think he has something to prove. I think Bill Belichick um, is going to show his ex-assistant uh, coach how it's done in the playoffs, and I think that it's going to be a tough game. But for some reason, I think Ryan Tannehill in his first playoff start, I think he's going to come back firing in the second half and come back to win because I don't think the Patriots can score enough because they don't have anyone to beat you over the top. And I also don't think that they have anyone besides Julian Edelman because there's no tight end right now in that offense that can help Tom Brady out unless the run game and Shorty Michelle or White, those slew of running backs that they do have. But as of right now, I just don't see them scoring more than 24 points, but I do see the Titans scoring 31 in late game. I think Titans score a late touchdown to capture the win and sending New England in an upset home. Titans 31, Patriots 24. So let's go to Sunday's games where it's the Saints and the Vikings. And everyone thinks the Saints are going to roll over the Vikings. And I'm here to tell you, not so fast, my friend, because Vikings have something to prove, especially with that defense. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be nail-biter throughout. I don't trust the spread in that. I think the spread right now is 7.5. But remember, the Vikings are getting – uh, cook back at running back and look for them to keep the ball away. And they're 
with those weapons that they have on the outside with Thiemann and uh, Diggs. And then Kirk Cousins, if he's even accurate just a little bit, I think that they can play keep away just enough to keep Drew Brees off the bench. And I think Drew Brees is – I think you're going to see a little bit of father time with Drew Brees, but you never know with Michael Thomas, uh, the leading receiving yards, leading t- uh, catches this year – uh, Michael Thomas is a stud in every stretch of the imagination, but I think the Vikings are going to pull off the upset, and I don't think it's going to be another miracle, but I do have the the Vikings do, beating the Saints in New Orleans 24-17. And then the game that no, the injury bowl. When I say injury bowl, I mean these teams are injured to the highest levels that they could be. The Seahawks don't have a running back. They had to bring Marshawn Lynch. Uh, excuse me off the couch uh, doing commercials and stuff like that and bring hope to get, get him some yards and some uh, electricity, which didn't happen last week against San Francisco. But I don't count out Russell Wilson. This team is a lot better on the road than they were at home this year. And they, they do know how to win close games where Carson Wentz and the Eagles, they don't even have a running back. Their running back is, is uh, Boston Goddard, who has been phenomenal for them. But I think Pete Carroll and that defense is going to show up and ready to play. Uh, Eagles don't have any deep threat. They just have the two tight ends. If Zach Ertz even plays with those broken ribs and bad back. But saying all that, I don't cut out Russell Wilson. I think he's this year's MVP, especially because he had no talent whatsoever, especially weapons on the outside. So uh, I don't put it past Russell Wilson, but I I think the Seahawks will win this game 24-18. So that's who I have. I have the Texans over the Bills. Uh, Titans over the Pats, Vikings over Saints, and Seahawks over Eagles. Um, but as I alluded to some earlier, I, is this Tom Brady's last game at Foxborough? And I'm here to say I think it is. I think the time has come. He's not under contract next year. I think Tom Brady uh, wants to go out, and I think he wants to prove to everyone in the world it wasn't Bill Belichick, and I think that it was him. But where's the best fit for him, you think? Is it San Diego, or Los Angeles with the Chargers with all those weapons. But the problem with that is I don't think Los Angeles Chargers are going to bring him in. Just because that's you're basically telling a old Philip Rivers, who's only 37, that they're bringing an older quarterback. I don't think they're going to do that. I think the Chargers want to start off and get a, a two of he comes out of Alabama or another good quarterback in this year's draft. So, But I think the best fit for him, as Colin Cowherd said earlier, I think it is with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they have a great head coach. They have weapons on the outside. They have T.Y. Hilton, uh, wide receiver, uh, good run game. Jacoby Brissett could back him up in the uh, uh, second-string quarterback like he did in uh, New England. So I think that's going to be the perfect fit for him. But who knows? He might even retire or might even stay. But I think that this is the year you're going to see Tom Brady at age 42 leave the New England Patriots and try to prove that he can win without Bill Belichick. Um, so – that's just my prediction on what's going to happen with uh, Tom Brady in the NFL right now. But I also want to get into a little bit of Jason Garrett and what's going on. What is holding up Jerry Jones? I mean, I understand that this is like your son and he's family and you run your business like a family. But saying all that, I just think that it's time for him to cut the loose, rip it off like a mandate, and let Jason Garrett walk. Because 10 years is enough. Having made it out of the second round, yes, he's won division titles. But... Division titles only get you so far. We're the, they're the Dallas Cowboys, and they need a Super Bowl. Jerry is striving for a Super Bowl before he's six feet under the ground, and he wants it now. So I think that he, uh, right now 
You just need to let them loose and go out to your head coach, which I think should be Urban Meyer. But I think Urban Meyer is going to stay in Cleveland because he wants to stay in Ohio. If he even wants to coach again, the thing with Urban Meyer is you don't know if you can count on him long-term, which I think Cleveland needs a long-term coach because they're, remember, they've had 12 head coaches, I think, since 2005. So saying all that, I, Urban Meyer would be the greatest fit for the Dallas Cowboys. And if you want to win now, that's your guy. But I don't see Jerry Jones and Urban Meyer doing that. I think uh, you might look at Zimmer coming in for the Cowboys, or you might have uh, Gary Kubiak, who won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. So saying all that, whatever your case may be, you need to get a head coach as soon as possible so we can start preparing for the draft and so that you know what your team identity is going to be for the 2020 season. But that's just my little podcast for today, guys. I appreciate y'all listening. I hope everyone is going to have a great and happy new year. I'm praying for every one of y'all. Thank y'all again for tuning in and listening to my rambling on about sports and NFL and all that. But always check out my podcast on Anchor or Apple or iTunes, wherever the podcast may be. But I do appreciate every one of y'all and God bless each one.